Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. And we have a really exciting um, episode for you, you guys. You always say that shit. It's always so exciting. It is exciting. Oh, sh- should I say something different? We have a <laughs> riveting episode this week. We have a outstanding... Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're We're live from New York. Oh my god, yes. I am tired. I am um I'm tired. I'm tr- I'm jet lagged. Um no, I'm trying to figure out my life, okay? Because yeah. like working in Seattle time and living in New York time yeah. is kind of interesting just because I technically don't have to work until 12:30 and I am not good at like waking up in the morning, mm. so I've been like waking up until 11:30 and that's just really toxic for me. So <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. I but love it. Take it day by day. I'm taking it day by day. Things I have learned about New York. This place is disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely mm-hmm. nasty. And I saw my, I saw, I hadn't seen rats until today. I saw two rats while I was walking to the store today. Oh, no. And oh my fucking God, these are big boys, okay? And the, the thing is, <laughs> They're not scared of you. Like, like yeah. you know how they're supposed to be like, oh, their little animals are more scared of you than you are of them. And it's like, no, these rats are reckless. They are, uh, 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 I literally fucking grossed out by them. But anyways, it's also humid as fuck here. Yeah, they don't tell the you humidity. That. They don't tell yeah. you that. Yeah. But other than that, it's been great. <laughs> yes, well... You know, that's crazy that you're, you know, you moved and you did the thing and uh, there you are. So congrats. We all love that. It's my birthday week and I'm one of those bitches, you know, so, you know, everyone's like complains like I hate those girls who like all July, you know, make the whole month about their fucking birthday. But you know what? There's very few times when everyone is focused on me, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) I also think that sometimes like I'm like a I'm like the planner of the things. So like when we go do things, I sometimes like don't have as much you know what i'm saying you just have to like know what i get it sometimes people rely too much on you and it's yeah. like oh what are we doing next and i'm like i don't know bitch use your brain like why do i have to figure out what we're doing next yeah you know and so yeah. that's we're living it up 27 style so i got a motherfucking boat because i'm that bitch and I'm gonna go to Korean barbecue because I've never done that before. And you know what? We might do a TikTok series, 27 before 27. We'll see. Wow. I'm, well, I'm sad I'm missing it, but it sounds really fun. So sending you good fucking vibes over there, and Yay. I'll send you a postcard or something. A I postcard. Don't know. I'm literally. I am. I have no money left. Okay. Right. It's expensive. So you might get a postcard. I love it. All right, should we get into the episode? Let's do the thing. So this week, inspired by going to live in a new city where I am literally in a state of like fear, disgust and awe, I've been like really thinking about just like safety and kind of like Mm -hmm. what it is like to be a woman and walk around in this world compared to like maybe being a man. I live in not the nicest area, you know what I'm saying? And so COVID kind of did a number for me because I know people were like, oh, why don't you just like go on a walk? And I'm like, in this neighborhood? like you know what the thing is when ella was like bernice i'm gonna move to blah 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 i was like girl are you sure you want to do that like 
I know Seattle's getting gentrified or whatever, but like, I don't know. And she's like, no, no, no. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. The bus is like right by my house. Ella lives like in the highway, near the highway where like, it's like the highway of sex trafficking, like from yeah. Canada all the way down mm-hmm. to like Mexico. So... <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. I honestly working from home was a blessing and a curse because the bus I had to take was like super sketchy for work. And like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There was this one time where there was like a knife fight, like right by me. And there's literally like heroin needles flying, like not exaggerating. And I was like, it was so funny to me because of course, what did I do? I got up and moved to the front of the bus and told the bus driver, <laughs> you know, I notified the bus driver that there was a knife fight going Get on. Me the fuck there was literally here. so many people just like, like, I'm not exaggerating, just sitting there, like, and didn't do anything because they were like, oh, maybe if I don't move, I cannot get involved in this. And I'm like, right, bitch, you never know when a knife get knife fight gets out of control and you accidentally are in the, you know, fire way or whatever. Duh, let me tell you something I've noticed about the tweakers in Seattle versus the tweakers in New York. The tweakers in Seattle, they come for you. Like, they make yeah. eye contact with you. They're trying to harm you that you don't fucking know them. But the tweakers in New York just leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, like, well, kind of nice. That would be nice. I just moved into, like, an area that I don't really know. I like it because everybody here speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it's super dope to, like... Be, like I didn't speak man I didn't speak English at all in my neighborhood for like the first two days that I was here and I was like wow like, finally <laughs> yeah and mostly because I don't know I just like in obviously Seattle was predominantly white and mm-hmm. I grew up literally being told to not speak Spanish by the racist so it's been a good change of pace it, and there's a lot of diversity here that's great but it's also like I don't really like when we got the day I got here the hour I got here mm-hmm. we were like trying to go out for food and my entire neighborhood was like taped off with like caution tape everywhere there were like the nypd like crime unit like literally cops everywhere right and i was like what the fuck is going on like where did i move like okay so then i started talking to my roommates and they're like no no no. like honestly like it's fine there was just like a shooting yesterday but like it's gonna be fine and i was like fuck (laughs) they're like we don't want to find another roommate girls (laughs) they're like we don't they're lying to you bro they don't want to find another roommate they're like no 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 it's fine it's just a shooting don't worry about it <laughs> and I'm like, I, okay the thing is the neighborhood I come from in Seattle also shootings but yeah. just like you don't see it as as they never taped anything up they just kind of no. like remove the body and move on to the next but yeah so I got invited to to go out but and then I was thinking logistically how I'm gonna get back mm-hmm. you know I like to think ahead I was like well I pay a $50 uber or I can take the subway but then I'll be like by myself mm-hmm. and I have like a few blocks to my house to walk so that's been like a lot just like of anxiety for me because obviously like I'm not trying to get caught up in a bad situation yeah and um I think just like as a woman just like my general fears and that's what the episode is going to be like about today I think something that has been very interesting that my dad has always brought up my dad was raised in Mexico City where I was born and he would always say like you know what like cab drivers are really good at getting like information out of you and they know where you're going they're usually like people who are taking you home mm-hmm. so like just be careful of the information that you're giving out and I think like in Seattle I didn't care as much and I would like literally tell the Uber driver my whole entire life <laughs> but <laughs> they would too I mean Same. it was great but like 
here I I do realize that I gotta be a little more like cautious about like oh yeah I just got here I don't know anything like I'm living like yeah, not by yeah, myself yeah. but like you know I don't have family here and shit so that's a tip that I guess I can give to others that now I have to think about I feel that I think it's always interesting when I have this conversation with uh, men and they're like oh my god like that's really stressful and you're like yeah I'm in like a <laughs> constant state of anxiety because I think I'm gonna get murdered all the time or and like snap- dude and the thing is is that i mean i've talked to my therapist about this and she's like yeah like there's like two sides of the extreme you know like there's the side Mm -hmm. where i'm at where it's probably a little bit like i probably am not gonna get murdered like going outside every day and be like i'm gonna be murdered today like that's a little bit too much but also like we shouldn't be like talking to strangers you know what i'm saying or like Mm -hmm. getting in cars with random people you know what i'm like there's a like a little bit where it's like no but you're not being safe enough so you have to find a place in the middle where you know you're doing the best intentions i feel like you and i are pretty good elites when we're in like public about being like not getting involved in it in something you know what i'm saying like we're like nope let's just keep uh, keep going yeah one time i was pretty drunk and some people took my uber the one that i called for my goddamn self to get home and then i was like well i can't call another fucking uber because they're Mm. in my uber So I just remember being outside of Cowgirls and this girl being like, do you need a ride? And I was with a friend and I was like, let's get in the car. (laughs) Like it didn't even like pass my mind the fact that they could like literally just like that'd be the end for me. And then I like told them how to get to my house. But I think they took the wrong turn. And we ended up going like on I-90 like towards like Kirkland, like away from my house. And I was like, (gasps) I was literally like, let me get out of the car. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we just took the wrong turn like we're turning around and I was yeah. like oh my god I, I thought, thought you were, you were about me. to kill me <laughs> yeah. yeah but what I think it's funny about what you said about like telling men and then being like that's super stressful one time I went on a date and I was like I was like Ella I'm gonna go like on a date you have to make sure like I fucking text you okay so he we know he didn't like murder me and then I I like joked about it early later I was like oh hey like sorry I'm gonna check my phone I gotta let my friend know that I haven't been murdered yet yeah and he was like oh my god like you have to worry about that and I'm like what do you mean like have you not seen the (laughs) like like (laughs) Are you no okay so this is a little anxiety tip do not if you have really bad anxiety don't listen to true crime uh podcasts <laughs> i used to be obsessed with these murder podcasts and i would sit and like you know because i have a lot of time so i would sit like eight hours a day at work and i'm working i'm listening to true crime podcasts and then i get on the bus and i'm like damn i have really bad anxiety it's like maybe because you just like <laughs> listen to a murder documentary for eight, eight hours, hours back to back <laughs> like Back to back to back. No, the thing is... Shout out to crime junkies, though. (laughs) Love it. But no, the thing about getting murdered on dates, like, I personally, like, I make this, like, I literally will text people, like, a picture of the guy I'm supposedly going on a date on, his phone number, and then the place I'm going. Because, like, then you've really covered your bases. So if you do get murdered, it's like, it's not going to be a mystery of who did it, you know? Right. If you can get the license plate, then you're, like, You're good. golden. You and can, honestly, like, get the birthday with the what's your sign question. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I do try to also like verify people's like I mean, I'm fucking really I'm probably no, I'm not too much about it because the thing is is I'm not trying to get murdered on a date. And like on dating apps, well, you you can make a fake profile pretty easily. Like, you know, there's like fake celebrities on there and stuff and it's like there's people there's bad people on the internet we could you know we just know that so you kind of have to be careful with your internet stuff and that's why i always say that if you're going to choose to do like only fans and stuff like you really got to make sure that you're like putting protections on yourself so that you don't get docs because that happens a lot (laughs) where people can people can look up your fucking your shit so easily That's scary. Very scary. I mean, that kind of goes into, like, my other fear of just, like, generally being, like, attacked as a woman or, like, having to worry when I go out about people putting shit in my drinks. I generally have never worried too much about that. Maybe it was because, like, in Pullman, who has money for roofies? Like, literally everybody's broke there. (laughs) You know? Like, when you sign up for college, um, you have to do this, like, class and they called it like green dot Mm -hmm. and essentially it was like if you saw somebody like a girl too fucked up you'd be like go green dot them and be like like hey this isn't cool like she needs to go home she's not going home with you so I remember like I wasn't even in like like college yet I went as a high schooler and I was like partying there Mm -hmm. like a poser and (laughs) I saw this girl literally like diseased like could not walk could not anything and this guy was like kind of like carrying her and I was like like green dog like fuck you like no she like I'm taking her like bitch oh, yeah. we're, like we're your friends blah 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 and I just remember it was probably like her friends like her guy friend but I didn't fucking know you know yeah and I do think it's important to watch out for your fellow uh girls out there I definitely I used to do this a lot more in college now I feel like people are a little bit more adult and like can I don't know it's just different when you're drinking with like underage girls or whatever like you're at like a college party and there's like an 18 year old who's like too drunk and you're like okay let's um, figure out where the fuck you need to get home to because this is not I'm not liking the vibes here this is giving me very much like sexual assault vibes um but yeah it's really hard because you know alcohol alcohol and people are kind of a bad mix (laughs) I agree. And I mean, also watch out for your like guy friends. If you see that they are drunk and they can't get the hint that the girl's not into them, be like, hey, dude, she's not into it. Yeah, I think (laughs) leave her alone. I think I know. And sometimes I it's weird because, you know, sometimes people don't even know that they're making someone uncomfortable because their own like inhibitions are a little bit gone. So, yeah, I think that is also a good tip. I've been seeing a lot of like, you know, the how at airports they have like the human trafficking like signs and then they say like sexual assault in, in airports is like illegal or wrong or something like that. And I've seen a lot of signs like of women doing the Lord's work and like scratching out airport and writing like sexual assault like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> sexual assault's um, not allowed in the airport. No, it's not allowed <laughs> anywhere actually. But yeah. thanks for clarifying that the airport is not a sexual assault free zone. For real, dude. And I've been thinking a lot about like where my fears come from. I think like part of it is obviously like society and like crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. But I think like a big part has definitely like been my parents or at least like my dad in particular. 
you know, because yeah. like Paco thinks everyone is like out to snatch me and I get it. But like sometimes like when moving to New York, my dad started messaging me like woman murdered on the fucking subway or like how to like worst places to be in Brooklyn or something like that. And I'm like, yo, Paco, like, dude, I understand. I get I get it. Like, I get it. Like, why did we have to bring this up? Like, this literally just adds to my anxiety. Yeah, so my dad's the same way, and I remember this time. So he was dropping me off at the airport, and I was going to New Orleans. Um, and I was going on, like, a church trip. So, like, mind you, there's, like, chaperones, other kids, whatever. And he was like, hey, you know, I just want you to be careful because New Orleans is the murder capital of the world. Which I found out isn't true at all, actually. <laughs> um, and this is, But I was like... He just felt like, like it was. <laughs> like that's just what he said and i literally i remember being like really like do you need to have to say that right before i get on an airplane to go on a trip to new orleans that it's the murder capital of the world what how is that gonna help me that i know that there's a lot of murder so i'm gonna try to get murdered less like i don't know it was so it's so weird but yeah my parents same thing with my mom my mom and my dad have definitely caused me a lot of anxiety because it's like they literally were like, you know, you got to keep your head on the swivel. Like, don't talk to strangers. Da, 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 so I just don't think they understand that. Like, sometimes it's like you're making me afraid of the fucking world. <laughs> I know. And I had to actually set some boundaries with with Paco. I was like, <laughs> hey, like, I, I get it. Like, you're coming from a good place. You just want me yeah. to like protect myself to be smart. But actually, this is just like adding on to my anxiety and fear of the world. And I just really think it's counterproductive. Like, please trust that I know how to protect myself. Yeah, and I know how to take care of myself. I'm going to make good decisions for myself. And <laughs> he took it well. He took it well. But it was definitely a boundary that needed to be put. That's so funny. Oh, so funny. Who, however, everybody's dad's the same like literally like i mean i get it like obviously like miko's not my cat but like you see it with pets you're like mm-hmm. this, this little thing is stupid i gotta tell it what not to eat what to eat <laughs> i i get it i get it i get what being a parent does to you um but i do think like another big one of like embedding fear <laughs> is the media oh yeah you know how usually the news sometimes makes something seem like 10 times fucking more scary and worse oh my gosh i have a okay so the one time i watched the news recently um we thought my boyfriend was gonna be on the news for getting his vaccine <laughs> and so i had to sit through a whole fucking night of the news and i swear to god it was like family murdered teenage boy murdered um <laughs> this person murdered 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 and i literally was like who the fuck i was like i was like my parents watch the news on a daily basis that's probably why they're so fucked in the head it's like because this <laughs> yeah. shit is not fun i don't know why anyone would watch this on a daily basis I literally couldn't watch the news and mostly growing up you get like I got the news from like the Spanish news like Univision and and it was like Primer Impacto and it was literally like the gnarliest fucking shit about like narcos and like horrible things that were happening in fucking South America and I was just like I hate this. I I didn't watch the news for fucking ever, dude. But I think it's also like, do you think that's like the way that media makes money by like embedding fear into people? Well, the thing is, news has to be different from the norm, right? So like, by definition, 
they're not going to do a news story about a family who ate dinner safely at their house. <laughs> they're going to talk about the family that was murdered, you know? So I think it's just because of, like, the definition of news. But, yeah, news, especially in America, has changed a lot. I think we can see by, like, the fact that depending on what, especially TV news, what channel you watch you get a very different version of what is going on in this country so and it's all money at the end of the day because they sell ads in between the news you know that is very true and i think that's kind of feeds into like this other point i was i was like thinking of with safety and just like fear overall and the way that media also perceives like brown bodies um, Mm -hmm. and how that has impact society. Because one of the first things that I noticed when I started realizing what microaggressions were and started like challenging my bias was like my fear of brown men overall, like over white men. And like one of like the sort of exercises, it's like when you're walking down the street and like if you like cleanse your purse or like your phone when you're like scared of somebody, does that tend to be like a white person or a black person? Like, why are you scared of that person in particular? And that's like embedded in racism. But mm-hmm. I also feel like that's also how the media portrays a lot of like brown men. I know one time we like called the cops because there was like somebody sketchy outside. Couldn't tell what fucking race. But like for some reason, when we called like um, the non-emergency line, mm-hmm. they like really wanted to know the race of the person. And I was like, I didn't see them. And they kept asking and they kept asking. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to say that he was a black man because I like he looked kind of tan. Like, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. So that's been something that I've been like trying to challenge my bias while still being cautious. Obviously, like I regardless of the race, you don't know people's like intentions. But I think that if you're noticing or you haven't noticed, but you might now notice that you are mainly more afraid of like brown men than white men, like maybe that's like a rooted thing that came from a little bit of a racist concept. Well, it's just more of like, I mean, having a, that's like a bias that it's, and you know, you're having a unconscious bias because you're not, well, I mean, some people do think, oh, he's brown, I should be afraid of him. But I think it's more like just a reaction for most people. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, and the thing is, is you still have to keep your safety, like, because it doesn't matter who it is, you know, like, and for me, like, I... If I'm at night and there's only one other person on the street and it's a man, I'm probably scared. If it's a woman, I'm also scared. (laughs) But if it's a man, I'm fearing for my life. And that's just kind of like how you have to balance it. Like it's. Yeah. This one time I was. Oh, my God. Seattle was getting bad, dude. One time I was like when I'm telling you about the tweakers that they always try to get in your face. One time I was walking like up Chinatown and this girl really tried to kiss me like she was fucked up. I don't know. But she was like, do you want to kiss? And like, came up to me and I was like, I really don't. Like, I'm really sorry. I really don't. Like, please get the fuck away from me. Yeah. No, I'm serious. (laughs) Like, I don't fucking trust. Like, I know that this is my anxiety but just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you have good intentions so i'm cautious of women too to be completely fucking honest so i guess we talk a lot about anxiety in this episode so i did want to go into anxiety a little bit and just like because i'm like number one paranoid bitch and like anxiety feeds literally into anytime that i'm scared i will just immediately start like overthinking it mm-hmm. and every single situation of things things that could go wrong like come up in my head i agree i'm i'm way so basically if you have anxiety and you've gotten 
clinically or you've gone to gotten help, uh, they have like a scale, right? And it's from one to 20. Mm -hmm. And when I first started therapy, I remember my therapist said, so this is on from one to 20 and you scored 20. So you are literally (laughs) the most anxious possible, like the most anxiety possible. And then I've gotten it down to like a 14. So, you know, that's pretty good. Is that still too much anxiety? Yeah, they find <laughs> But it's gone from like debilitating to severe. <laughs> like they've tried to put you on medication. I know. know? Like, That's a whole separate things. But yeah, t- little tips and tricks to for anxiety but still keeping your safety. Right. I mean, this goes with anything like when I had COVID, I was scared that I was going to die in my mm-hmm. sleep. But I think that I literally just made myself like freak the fuck out. And what like some things that I have worked on that have really helped me is like one kind of recognizing where you are in the level of like totally fine to I'm about to fucking have an anxiety attack, feel like I can't breathe, like really unwell. Um, and then knowing like in that scale, what number you need to like ask for help. And if you're like, you don't have people around or you don't trust the people around you and you don't want to ask them for help. Um, Something that works for me is I grab a piece of paper and I start writing everything that's going on in my head. Mm -hmm. Like every single worry, fears, everything. Just like write, 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 write. And once like everything is out, I usually I start writing like things that I'm looking forward to, like why I'm basically excited to like live my life, like my hopes, my dreams. And then once that's done, I start writing about like the things that I'm like grateful for. Mm -hmm. So I I don't necessarily know like why this is the process that my brain just automatically like does those things and it like really helps me calm down. Um, I think that there's a lot of ways that you can distract yourself when you're having like anxiety or anxiety attacks. However, I think like at the end of the day, those like high emotions and situations that are like manifesting your anxiety, they have to be like worked through. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the main way is therapy, but other coping mechanisms can be like journaling and stuff. So yes. For me, like obviously like writing everything down really helps me get my thoughts into paper because sometimes I when things are going on, I'm not really like processing every single emotion that's going on until later when it's like too late and I'm already all worked up. So yeah, I do that. What about you, Ella? I think the one thing that I've learned in therapy is that your feelings can be valid, but the story you're telling yourself can be untrue, right? So Mm. sometimes our anxieties are not rooted in truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, And so I think sometimes I have to be like, okay, what am I afraid about and why? If there's not a good why there, like I think there's sometimes like, oh, why am I like, why am I afraid right now? Okay, because I'm alone at night and there's a man walking towards me that I don't know. Okay, he hasn't threatened me yet. So I'm like, he hasn't made eye contact with me. What can I do in this situation to keep myself safe? So, you know, I might just fucking cross the goddamn street or I might get in a fucking cab or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I don't have to attack that man, right? Because he hasn't done anything to me yet, right? (laughs) It's a really bizarre anecdote. But I, <laughs> I don't know. I just mean like or like sometimes I'll be like having an anxiety attack at a really big event because I'm overstimulated. That happens a lot. But I try to be like, OK. And when I have anxiety, I think like people are coming for me or whatever. So maybe a better antidote mm-hmm. is like, OK, why am like, OK, why do I feel like I'm going to die right now? 
Okay, this would probably be a better example. So I was having an anxiety attack because I thought I might be a part of like, actually, this is going to sound so crazy, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I have an irrational fear of about being in a mass shooting event. Oh, me too. And so sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, what if someone just came in here and shot up the place? Like, how would I get out? And then I have to be like, so that's like not a productive thought. Thought, but you know what? I do always look for my nearest exit when I'm in a place. So maybe, with a lot maybe, of maybe instead of saying like, "Oh, maybe I'm going to be in a mass shooting," why a better thing to say to yourself would be like, "Hey, what's my closest exit?" Yeah, just in case you know, don't be like, "Okay, well, if the shooter came in from over there, how would I get out?" And I was like, "Who, who am I willing to?" Th- you know, am I am I gonna push people? Like, how am I gonna act? You just don't need to go that deep into like a anxiety spiral that are based off of something that's not actually happening in the moment. This might not help your story, <laughs> but once that time that we were getting evacuated at Paradiso for the lightning, there was one way out of there, and mm-hmm. that was my first thought. I was like, if somebody had a gun here, we'd all be fucked. <laughs> We don't be fucked. It's unfortunate that these are kind of rational fears that we have. Like, it's irrational, right? Because it's most likely not going to happen. But it could happen. So it's not completely irrational. But you just have to kind of sit and be like, okay, what's the, is my thought that I'm having productive and helpful for me in the moment? And so a lot of my anxiety thoughts are not helpful and productive. So I'll be like, okay, let's stop. And then there's there's something called the stop method that I actually learned off of Girls Gotta Eat about when you start like planning your life out with a man, you know what I'm saying, that you just met. (laughs) You stop and you like look around for shit in the room and like say like five things that you can tangibly see so that you can kind of get like it's a way to just perspective perspective that kind of helps with my anxiety sometimes it's that if I'm, go- if I'm going in a spiral i'll just like look around and name things in a room or just so that i kind of get off my spiral path yeah that goes into like mindfulness yeah mindfulness mindfulness and of course i'm gonna say meditation breathing exercises when you're not anxious helps you breathe when you are anxious but i'm not good at that so i feel it's a little disingenuous to give that advice (laughs) i'm so bad at meditating maybe we should try to get someone on the podcast that like meditates so they can tell us how to chill the fuck out i think that's actually great if anyone meditates wants to come on the podcast and talk about it we need you we need help (laughs) (laughs) all right well that is the episode for today if you guys have any irrational fears I would love to know what they are you know I I generally think that everybody has an irrational fear about like literally the most random shit yeah and um we're all in this together you know and some people I think a lot of people's irrational fears seem rational to them but then you say it out loud and you're like okay I can't believe I'm afraid of that you know like it makes sense in your head but then you tell someone about it and they're like oh yeah no I don't have a deep fear for seagulls I'm like oh shit that's just me. <laughs> Everybody lives their life just like liking seagulls. <laughs> it's time for plugs of the week. So my plug of the week is since we talked about anxiety a lot, um, it's called the CBT deck. And the CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And you can find this like on Amazon for 20 bucks. Um, It's very, it's just basically has activities that you can do in like five minutes that help just retrain your brain. And it helps with not only anxiety, but also depression. So if you suffer from that, like myself, this is also very helpful. And I will plug it in the description box. My plug of the week this week goes to a TV show. This is on HBO. 
So hopefully you have a subscription. If not, I'm sure there's a way you can illegally stream it off the internet. Don't tell anybody I told you that. Um, it's called Generation or like Generate and then like the plus sign I-O-N. And it's about a group of high schoolers. I would say it's been my favorite like high schooler show just because it has a flair of like euphoria and all like mm-hmm. basically it, it goes with every character it follows everybody it, each character's life they're all like really different super like intersectional the representation's like really good on the show and I think the reason I like it is because it doesn't like glorify drug use mm-hmm. the way that other shows do it just has like a great plot and I think the intersectionality here is just like in the writing is like chef's kiss so go watch it awesome those were the plugs of the week all right well thanks for listening as always please subscribe please uh go follow our instagram at thanks number four your concern and then our personal ones are at bernice diaz m and i'm at ella l tutor ciao <laughs> bye